Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Are you struggling with self-sabotage? Well, today I'm going to share something to help you move through that. One key that I've really found effective to overcome it. And if you stay until the end, I have a really special point for you then as well. Now, this is something I've seen as such a challenge for people. And I've heard like comments about this recently. People saying, oh, I was trying this good behavior and I just stopped it. Or I've tried to give such and such up and then I've just defaulted back into it. And I'm going to put my hands up. I've done it, right? I'm not going to sit here and say all my behaviors are perfect. <laughs> like we're all human beings, we're all human beings, right? What I want to share with you is what I've really learned from when I've been able to overcome self-sabotage and when perhaps there were times in my life when it got the better of me. Now, what is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is when you stop yourself doing a good behavior or you keep doing a bad one, even though consciously, you know, you should be doing more of the good thing or you shouldn't be doing the bad thing. And we can do this in multiple areas of our life, right? We could, there could be one area where we're really, really self-sabotaging, but not others, or there could be multiple. Now, for me, I've, I've had it in a few different areas. I've had it with eating well, right? I was eating well, I got into pretty toned shape, and then I defaulted back into drinking excessively and eating some bad food. I was quite good to actually turn it around from there. However... It just goes to show that I pulled myself back because there was something not quite right and therefore there's a self-sabotage there. Now there's lots and lots of books on self-sabotage and I'm just going to share my perspective today because I've researched into this and I've obviously gone through my own experience on this as well. And when you self-sabotage, it really does impact your confidence. Well, it certainly has for me. I don't know if you feel the same when you just lose that trust with yourself, which is what self-confidence is. Another area, dating, like maybe I was with a beautiful girl, a um, beautiful inside and outside girl, and she was great being, and this is a couple of times, and yet I messed it up, I stopped messaging, I did stupid things, whatever it was, and then it ruined it. Money, I've done this a lot. I've, like, I've invested a lot in myself, and I wouldn't say that's, that's really you know wise move, I agree, the best investment you can make is yourself, not a house, not objects in yourself. And that's that's a good side of what I've done. I have self-sabotaged though by spending such a load of money on things like nights out, on clothes and food when I didn't need to. And it's caused me some challenges in my life. And there's been time, and that's because those examples were when I had this identity of Actually, I'm not an athlete in my top uh, condition. I'm not someone who deserves to have a wonderful girl. And I am not worthy or deserving of money. And that was my identity I started to recognise. And that's why I started sabotaging. And that it doesn't necessarily have to be on a conscious level. Sometimes it's on a subconscious level, which you can recognise when you start observing and stepping back and looking at your behaviour. Because at some degree, if you're sabotaging... You're trying to meet a need and or you're trying to be consistent with your identity. And that's what we're talking about, the identity today. Now, when has it gone well? 
I, I became a vegan in 2018 and it was because, and I'm, I'm not like, there's all different views on me, veganism, what diets you should have, and I just did it for health benefits. You know, it's great, obviously I'm all supportive of the environment and protecting animals and everything like that. We've all got different viewpoints. Anyway, I decided to do veganism for uh, my health benefits. And I kept saying again and again and again, I am a vegan, I am a vegan. And I didn't even recognise I was doing it. And then I found myself naturally defaulting into not even thinking about meat or dairy. And I used to eat lots of eggs and meat before I went vegan. And then I just became vegan because I kept saying it over and over again. Podcasting. I have an identity that I'm a very strong podcaster. Now, am I for everyone? No, of course not. Yeah, I have a belief that I'm a podcaster and I'm very good at it and I do it again and again and again. And I keep kept saying to myself, even though consciously I didn't recognise it, that I'm a podcaster, I'm a podcaster, I'm a podcaster, I'm a great podcaster, I'm a great podcaster. And therefore, that's what I became because I kept saying it again and again. And these things reflecting back, I wasn't even aware I was doing these things, yet we can take something from this formula and you can take it from your own life when you... You've, you've got a good identity to something and it's helped you form good behaviours and when you've got a bad identity and therefore it's called bad behaviours and you can start to engineer more of the good stuff into the areas where perhaps you've got a, not a strong identity and therefore you're able to do more defaulting behaviours that are good for you. So let's, let's talk about this a little bit and then I'm going to go into to some practical tips as always. Tony Robbins said one line that made a massive impact on my life when I started applying it, and it was this. The strongest force in, the hu in human beings is the need to be consistent with how we identify ourselves. There's kind of a couple of variations around that and what he said, uh, but it's basically we're consistent with our identity. And then I realised that can be conscious and it can be subconscious. Subconscious meaning it's in the back of your mind where 95 of... of 95% of our behavior comes from. So let's go through some examples. A smoker who has quit is not the same as a non-smoker. I'll say that again. A smoker who has quit is not the same as a non-smoker. A smoker who has quit is still a smoker. They may, they just stop temporarily smoking. Now, that means from my research and listening to the personal growth and all the experts on this, they're more likely to relapse back into smoking because they still identify as a smoker. If you're a non-smoker, yeah, that might be hard to form that identity, but if you're more aware of it and you can really, f unless obviously you've not smoked in the first place, if someone gives me a cigarette, for example, I'm like, I'm a non-smoker. It's part of me. It's I physically feel it rather than just intellectually know I shouldn't have a cigarette. A smoker knows they should not smoke, of course, but it's there's there's all sorts of challenges around that. The next one, an alcoholic or a heavy drinker, uh, whatever you want to say, say someone who drinks a lot, who has quit is not the same as a non-drinker. I'll say that again. An alcoholic or someone who drinks a lot, and this I've been in, I've had this in my life, been a real challenge for me in the past. Um, maybe not quite on the alcoholic levels, but it was, it was going that way if I'm completely transparent about it. 
an alcoholic or heavy drinker who has quit is not the same as a non-drinker. So if you're like someone who just cut it down and say, oh, I'm quitting for a bit. Well, what's the chances that you might go back to that behavior? Probably a little bit higher than if you really embed an identity of being a non-drinker. Now, of course, like with the smoking, it's not as simple as just say, right, I'm not a non-smoker, I'm a non-drinker. No, of course not. There's lots of other things in support, but it's a key principle in actually your behavior. It is one of the strongest forces, like I said, and Tony Robbins, the number one success coach in the world said, is that you've got to be consistent with your identity. So if you do some other methods, of course you need the community, the support to get through some bad habits like that. Yet if you are... And, you know, I've done things when I, I was getting through my, like, challenges of drinking with just talking to a therapist, doing breath work, all these kind of things. And the, in the past, when I, in my early 20s, when I tried to quit, I still identified as a heavy drinker. And I wasn't as aware of the things I as I am now, who had just quit temporarily. So, therefore, I unquit and I started drinking again. Can you see where I'm going with this? If you've got an identity attached to something you are more likely to go back to that behavior. You're just seeing yourself as temporarily quitting. And this is a challenge I see with people going to the gym as well. Let's go into this, for example. Someone who is going to the gym for a certain amount of days, I'm going to the gym during January, in January, I said that very quickly. Someone who is going into the gym in January is not the same as a regular gym goer or gym bunny. They're different, that's different. If you start to identify as an athlete, someone who goes to the gym, and you can really, really keep work, and to say, to change your identity is gonna take a lot of work, as well as actually doing the action of doing the thing. What I'm saying here is, do the action of the thing, whether it's getting rid of the habit, uh, gradually, cold, you know, cold turkey, cutting down, whatever it is, or adding in, like the gym sessions. Do that, but you do it alongside building the identity. I'm gonna go into how you can, what you can do for the identity in a minute. And a fourth example, a meat, heat, a meat eater who is trying a vegan diet is not the same as a vegan. A meat eater who is trying a vegan diet is not the same as a vegan. I was a vegan. So, I, sorry, I am a vegan. I was a meat eater. And I identified quite early on as being a vegan, even though I didn't necessarily believe it, people didn't believe it because I'd eaten meat for years. I just kept saying it again and again and again without realizing I meet someone, yeah, I'm a vegan, I follow a vegan diet. And it became me because I kept saying I am. I am and the two most powerful words you can say. Anything after that is how you're gonna form your identity. So choose carefully the words you say after it. Now, how is it helping you by identifying as something? So. I see this all the time, it's really stupid because, and I've done it, like I'm gonna put my hands up when we're like, oh, I'm useless at this, I am useless at that, I am terrible at this. Well, guess what? You're gonna continue doing behavior to make that more likely, or you're not gonna be able to live your potential in something. So if you're like, oh, you know, I'm, a ru I'm rubbish at that sport, well, you're not gonna be the number one confident or best person on the pitch then, are you? Like, you need to be very careful the words that come after I am, okay? So here's some practical points for you to really embed this. 
Okay, the first thing is not, what is your outcome? What is your goal, right? We like quit these habits or we add in habits and then we're like, okay, I'm doing this, this is good for me. What is your outcome? What's it gonna lead you to? Do you wanna be, and make your outcome measurable. Do you want to feel more energy? Therefore, you could mark it as, I want to feel 10 out of 10 energy. I want to feel 10 out of 10 in my mental health. I wanna feel excited, energetic. What do you want? Always look at what you want rather than what you don't want or just the activity. You need a vision of something to move towards, first of all. And then ask yourself, who do I need to be in order to hit that? Who, who do I need to be right now and live that and embed that within myself to live that? So, for example, you want to feel 10 out of 10 energy. You need to identify as someone who's healthy, who's fit, who's an athlete, who looks after their health, and you need to start saying that to yourself. Now, now how do you make it more believable? Now, it's not going to be an overnight fix. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with you. I personally do it, say to myself, my identity... 30 times a day. Yes, 30 times a day. Now, you think that's a lot of time? I'll tell you what's a lot of time. People scrolling on their phone and wasting time on social media. Of course, I get caught up with that now and then. Yet, I do, when people complain about not having time to do these kind of things, they really need to take a look at their phone usage time, right? Okay, so 30 times a day, you can do, I do it in two lots of 15, so in the morning and then in the afternoon, usually after workout because I'm feeling pretty good. And it really helps to have the energy flowing uh, and feeling good, the endorphins flowing from exercise. I will say my identity statement to myself out loud again and again and again, okay? And I smile as I'm saying it, I really embed it as I'm saying it to become the person I need to be. And alongside that, of course, you need to do the activity. Now, what's the difference between action and activity? So I'll just recap the first two points, first of all, because I'm talking a bit quick here. The first one, identify your outcome. The second one, start saying your identity statement out, out loud. Your identity statement needs to be, I am, followed by what you need to be, healthy, vibrant, energetic, excited, courageous. I, I love the word courageous, and I find myself being courageous a lot, because guess what? That's my identity. That's who I am. I didn't used to be. I used to be and courage is, is not the absence of fear. It's the feeling of fear, but doing it anyway. I'm always gonna feel fear, and most of the time I'm gonna face it because that's what I am, that's my identity, and it can be yours as well. And then the third point, what activity do you need to do consistently? Even if it's just small, right? If you wanna be healthy and energetic, don't make it too complicated, like keep it simple. 20 minutes a day of exercise, I do that consistently every day and I feel pretty good for it. And I'll, sometimes I'll go longer. Most of the time I will, but the minimum is 20 minutes. Uh, today I went on an intense, intense treadmill session, high intensity interval. I was like, I thought I was gonna collapse on that treadmill. It was probably, I probably overdid it a bit, but I felt awesome from it. Uh, that's because I identify as healthy and energetic, right? Now, the thing is, when you identify, so identify what your activity is. An action is something you do one-off. Activity is something you do again and again and again consistently. So think what, it's also known as habit. Activity is also known as habit. What do you need to do consistently, even if you break it down small, like I said, again and again and again. It's better to do something little and often than like once every now and then for a longer period of time. It's better to go to the gym or exercise for 20 minutes a day than it is to go once a week for two hours. So 
What activity can you do you need to do to start living your identity and hitting your outcome, even if it's small? Another example, finances. If you're bad with money, uh, which is a lot of people because we're conditioned with scarcity and fear, um, and I've certainly been in this boat many times. Again, <laughs> I put my hand up. What I started doing is actually looking at my finance spreadsheet every day, looking at the numbers, and guess what? Numbers do not lie unless you manipulate them of which what's the point of lying about your own finances because they're only going to hit you harder but i started looking at my bank statements in my business and in my personal account every single day and that helps me become more aware of my numbers so that's what i wanted to share with you um i'm going to go into a final point with you in a moment i just wanted to say thank you for listening i really appreciate you for being here and if you've enjoyed today uh, I'd really appreciate a rating review so we can reach more people together. You could be changing someone's life by doing so. My final point, how do you really change your identity? This is something I heard from Peter Sage and it was a game changer. The fastest way to change your identity is to surround yourself with the right people. And he didn't say this, but he, he also infers this as well. Um, listen to the right information. And many people... I, don't necessarily say it directly, but they mean it. The people and the information you're listening to will transform your identity quicker than anything else. There's, it's the cliche personal growth quote, but um, I'm gonna have to say it, I know I'm gonna have to say it. You are the average of the five people you hang out with. So true. Um, I listen to people like Grant Cadone every day, I listen to people like Peter Sage every day, and it makes me feel <laughs> quite interested. They're a little bit opposite, but they compliment each other. Well, they compliment me in the way they talk. Uh, not this, not directly, obviously, complimenting me, but you know what I mean with the information. It complements both sources. Anyway, I listen to them every single day, and therefore it starts shifting my identity, the way I see money, the way I see life. Peter's more the kind of life, the spiritual, even though he's an outstanding, world-class entrepreneur as well. But what I take from them is I can start looking at money and business in a certain way from Grant and I, I see the transformations. And with Peter, I start looking at life and spirituality and how much I'm grateful for life by listening to him again and again and again and shifting my identity. So that's what I got for today. God, this was a, a long episode. I got very uh, passionate about this subject. Uh, but I, I wanna thank you. If you're, if you're still listening right to the end, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're improving other people's lives by being the best you. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.